Hi, my name is Duncan and we are the Fancy Football Fanatics. I'm joined by Matt in London and Ben in LA this week. Ben, what was your football highlight of the week for game week six? My football highlight this week is Champions League related and it was PSG losing in the Champions League um, because, you know, I just kind of hate them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like a really rich club, just trouncing everyone in their league. So I kind of enjoy it when they they lose in the Champions League to other teams, especially in the last minute. And my runner-up is Man City losing in the Champions League as a United fan. Um, so good in the league and then doing bad in Europe. So <laughs> those are my two football highlights. Highlights of the week. It, it was it was kind of like two teams that were quite similar. Like Man City seemed to take Leon lightly, and PSG, like Neymar, just seemed to think he was going to turn up, and it just yeah, it looked like he wasn't interested. Yeah, they're just you know so arrogant, complacent. I just love it when they they lose in Europe. Yeah, nice one. I like that one. My um my football highlight of the week is also Europe based rather than Premier League based. So. Uh, I was watching, uh, as an Arsenal fan, I was watching the Arsenal game in the Europa League against FC Wolska. And um, it was our Uruguayan defensive midfielder who is about three foot tall, um, Torreira. He is so hard because he's Uruguayan. He is obviously naturally hard. Um, But he was trying to tackle someone and he was really going for it. And he ended up on the floor while this person was dribbling. And as the guy dribbled past him on the floor, he tried to tackle him with his head. Which I just thought was amazing. (laughs) It's it's so Uruguayan. Like the Uruguayans have this thing called the claw, where they will literally claw their way to victory. Like, you know, Suarez and all that kind of stuff. They will, you know, they will give everything to anything to win and I, I just I love the tackle with the head it was it was an impressive move <laughs> what, about, what about you Matt um so mine's yeah also not Premier League related but there was a there was a gorgeous clip going around on Twitter of like the Aston Villa goal um uh, recently uh where the guy sort of half volleyed it around a defender right into the top corner and then like this fan taking a photo uh video of it from the perfect angle to show it curve around it was a uh, it was a gorgeous goal. Ah, oh, nice. Who scored it? I don't know. Some Villa player. Tell <laughs> <laughs> you what, um, Ben, can you tweet that on, on our Twitter account? Yeah, no. I think I've seen it. It's a yeah, it's a good goal. I don't. I also don't know who scored it though. If you can retweet it, that would be amazing. Yeah. So people yeah. If if you're not following us at the moment, follow us on Twitter. And um, what's where are we at, Ben? Uh, our handle is called FPL FF Fanatics. Um, nice one. And sometimes I'll tweet stuff if I'm not podding. So um, I tweeted my gut punt on there, which was Jimmy Vardy, which actually worked out quite well this week. Nice. And yeah, it's nice to see our, our gut punts and things like that kind of put up on Twitter so we can actually go back and reference how we did. I, I really enjoy that. Uh, Although I, I have done very well. I, say, uh, <laughs> I sort of enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our gut puns okay. are not the best. <laughs> but sometimes we, we, need, we, need, we can actually track them, though, with yeah. our Twitter account. We can track them over the season and see you know, who's doing well and who's doing badly. Maybe make a little <laughs> league table. Yeah, I'm down. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, so on to our game weeks for game week six. 
Um, it looks like I'm top, so I'm going to go first. And I'll try, I think we, we go quite in depth with this, we have previously, so I think maybe we're going to do these slightly more efficiently before because we don't want to bang on about our own teams too much. Um, so I'm just going to say who I brought in, highlights of uh, my game week, um, and any kind of issues that I think I need to deal with. Um, so I brought in, after me and Matt chatted last week and, and I was laying into James Madison saying I thought he'd been lucky, um, I, I actually brought him in for Theo Walcott. I was um, I was a bit in, insulted by that one. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought, well, I'm going to back myself. I'm going to bring him in. I'm going to catch up with Duncan. And then... <laughs> yeah, I I just I've done it before. You know, like players like Ramsey when he went on his incredible season. I just thought, you know, he can't sustain this, and um, and I just haven't backed them. I did it, I think, with uh, Kapue, and I was just like, he's not going to keep that up. And players have kept it up. So I, with the fixtures as well and with the underlying stats, he's got great underlying stats as well. I just thought he'd got the rub of the green, but that's surely just going to give him confidence. I know I know, I said he'd been up, lucky up to that point, but I do think he's a good option. So so that went well, although you know, a lot of people brought him in this week and I'm sure it's going to do well for a lot of people. Um, apart from that, my defence was my big highlight. So... Edison in goal seems to have been working out. Edison, I brought in instead of Robson. So that's um, another clean sheet from him. Alexander-Arnold finally returned attacking points, which is amazing and bonus. And then Alonso and Wambasaka. So, yeah, defence was brilliant this week. My issue with my team is my strike force, I think. Now, um, happy with defence, happy with midfield. But Wilson up front and Zaha, either side of Aguero, I think Zaha's shots were down. I think only a couple of shots in the game. Obviously, Bournemouth got tanked and I've got two Bournemouth players. I've got Fraser, who's a great price, and Wilson, who has been on all right form, but he's not matching Mitrovic. And I just think maybe I need to maybe, yeah, sort out the striking options and maybe think about Mitrovic. So I got 66 this week and I'm, I think it's now confirmed now that the site's updated. I'm now in the top 10K, which is my best start for the season. And I was chatting to Ben just before we came on and yeah, we're all doing pretty well. We're kind of justifying the podcast at the moment. Um, yeah. How about you, Ben? How did you get on? Um, yep. So I got 65 this week. So pretty happy with that. Um, again, defense was good. Um, Robertson, Alonso, Juan Bissaka. Um, Want to give a shout to Juan Bissaka as amazing. Two back-to-back nine-point games for, I got him at 4.0. And I know a lot of the community are saying, like, he's potentially the best 4.0 ever. Uh, I, think the, I, think the, I think the last one they could remember being this good was, do you remember Figueroa for Wigan? <laughs> yeah, there, there was there was one season where Figaro was was uh, amazing at four point as well. Didn't he score from the halfway line at one point? Yeah, Figaro. yeah, I think it was that season where he was also scoring as well. Um, and Wambasak has been helping me because I still have Mendy, and I I'm reluctant reluctant to get rid of him until I actually know how long he's out for. But Pep refuses to say what injury he has 
like one press conference it'll be his knee and then the next one is his ankle so I think Pep's just trawling us but I, I, I kind of want to figure out how long he's out for because if it's only a couple of weeks I feel like between Juan Bissaka and my Wolves defender I can potentially cover Mendy um, yeah, his, his value is just about to drop again I think yeah. it dropped just before this game week and it's it's looking like it's going to drop and I think if you brought him in like I think we both did on 6.0 yeah losing some of the money that you've got invested in him or some of the profit you can make. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, midfield, very similar to everyone else's. I I listened to the pod last week. I vaguely remember you guys talking about Madison. Um, so, for me, the choice was I had Mkhitaryan. He played in Europa. So, and I think actually played pretty well in Europa, got two assists. Um, but I knew he would be dropped for Premier League. So, I was debating between... Um, Madison and Richarlison. And I went with Madison mainly because of Leicester's fixture run, which is really amazing up to early December. I think the only hard game they have is with against Arsenal. Everyone else are kind of bottom feeders. So, um, it, And to be honest, Leicester-Arsenal is, is yeah. not that bad a matchup yeah, at yeah. the moment. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he's on set pieces, has a free kick on him. Um, I think now that Jamie Vardy's back, like I think Vardy will will hopefully finish a lot of chances, so Madison will get assists. Um, and then up front, Mitrovic scored again, which was great. Um, Aguero and Wilson. Um, I captain Hazard, which was probably the only mistake this week, but honestly didn't work out that badly because the other captain options didn't really explode. So Salah only got eight, Aguero only got six, so. I don't think too much damage was done there. So, yeah, pretty happy. I'm now 6,000th in the world. My best start, I think, ever. So, everything's going, like, too well right now. So, I'm, I'm waiting for something horrible to happen to my team. Um, problem area, I agree, is probably Callum Wilson. Um, just trying to... I'll probably give him one more week at home to Crystal Palace. Um, but I am thinking about potentially doing something with with Callum Wilson. It's difficult because he's got Palace at home, Watford away, Southampton at home, Fulham away. Those are great fixtures. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. It's just yeah, not there with some of the other players. Yeah. So, and also trying to figure out what to do with Mendy. If Pep will actually tell us how long he's out for would be really nice. Yeah. Nice one. How did you fare, Matt? So I've got 64 points, which I think is one less than Ben. Um, and most seasons, this would be like a really good start, but you guys are both ahead of me at the moment, just doing really, really well. So uh, I've, I've got to be sort of quite happy with my game week overall. I mean, like, like you guys, I went for Hazard captain. So that was the only disappointment, really. Um, and looking at Mendy potentially to be sold. But other than that, I wouldn't make too much surgery. Although I do have 1.2 million in the bank at the moment, so there's an upgrade I could do somewhere. I'm just going to decide where. You've got 1.2 million in the bank and Mendy on your bench. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I guess that's because you've got Isaac's success as your 4.5 uh, striker. Insert pun here. It's a successful tactic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I mean, if there's any, any more you want to say, Matt, I don't want to interrupt you, but. Um, no, not not particularly. Um, so, I mean, I saw you, you sort of probably edged at had Edison, so I'm 
maybe tempted to upgrade Ryan because he's not been delivering. But then the fixtures that Brighton have around the corner are quite tempting. So I, it's that's the stick or twist on goalkeepers, probably my dilemma at the moment. Mm. The, the only thing I was going to say is it's the problem that is vexing all of us at the moment and it's probably vexing a lot of people out there who still have Mendy. Who, if he is out, as it, I kind of get the feeling that it might be one of those injuries that you just don't know and it kind of rolls on and on and on and you lose all the value you had in him. If that is the case, who is a good Mendy replacement? Who are you thinking about? I mean, it, at the moment, instantly, I'd quite like to get some City defence um, in my team because their fixtures remain quite good and they keep getting clean sheets at the moment. So Laporte seems to have played quite a few games. I've noticed he's maybe uh, sitting there to save a bit of money and get a centre-back, but so many of them are rotation um, uncertainties that it's difficult. It's tricky with their City's fixtures because they've got one great fixture and then, you know, one really nasty one. So Brighton at home, Liverpool away, Burnley at home, Spurs away. And it kind of continues like that with Southampton and Man United after that. So, yeah, they've got home bankers and then they've got away games where you really don't want a City defender. Yeah, yes, it's uh, it's uh, just the rotation as well, as well as that. It's uh, They're a difficult club to get, but you sort of need to invest in City somewhere because they do score quite a lot of goals and keep clean sheets. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Ben? Who are you thinking about in terms of replacing Mendy? Um, yeah, I think there are a couple options. I think one is, like Matt said, Man City defenders, Laporte, Carl Walker. I've seen a lot of people go for Trippier, um, who plays for Spurs. He think I think he was he he got an assist last game week and was minutes away from getting a clean sheet and a ton of bonus until Anthony Knockhart scored that goal in extra time. Oh, um, that. Do you know how many bonus he was on for? I think it was two or three. Um, and they actually have a good run, so they have Huddersfield away, Cardiff at home, West Ham away. Um, but they obviously have like some Champions League games interspersed with that so um, there's always the risk of rotation whispers uh, fullbacks but he, the other thing I yeah. he's played pretty consistently this season apart from the first game game week one he was rested up, yeah. up. apart from that he's, he's played every game yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, so he's probably the safest so I'm, I'm looking at Trippier the other thing um, I was thinking is maybe just downgrading Mendy to a cheapie because you know, one Bissaka is killing it, and I feel like I just want to keep playing him, um, and then I can upgrade elsewhere. So, I'd, a good downgrades maybe to I know Manu haven't done super great keeping clean sheets, but downgrading to Luke Shaw or Lindelof has started every Manu game, or even even cheaper like to another Wolves defender, because um, I think Wolves are looking really solid this season. Um, and then I, I'm someone who plays three at the back, so I would play Robertson, Alonso, and then just kind of rotate between Palace and Wolves, and then I can potentially upgrade elsewhere. What's the other thing I, I was thinking? Yeah, it's a good one, and I guess we just have to wait for that tiny nugget of some information from Pep this week, and um, whether it's you know we don't hear much, but he just says he's still injured then that's basically not giving us a, any kind of idea of a date. And that's 
that's enough probably for me to say, okay, let's get rid of him and do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shall we move on to the uh, game week seven fixtures? The first one up is West Ham versus Man United. And that's one for you, Ben. Oof. So I didn't watch the game earlier with West Ham, but obviously they got a good draw with Chelsea. And from the highlights, it seemed it was really well earned. They looked really solid. Um, so I think signs are beginning to turn it around. And Manu continue to be <laughs> completely inept. So I think a draw here, uh, maybe a 1-1 one, one or nil-nil. As a Man U fan, I'm hoping we can squeak out a narrow win. Maybe a 1-0, one, 2-1. Um, but yeah, I think this will be close and hard fought. So I may go with a draw, a draw in this game. I think that's a fair shout. I think a lot of it will depend on whether Arnautovic is back for West Ham. It sounds like he was pretty close to playing against Chelsea, so I'm sure he'll he'll feature against Man United. And I think, yeah, I, I can see them scoring if he does. Yeah, unfortunately for us Man U fans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think your prediction's right. I think a draw or a narrow Fellaini winner in the last minute. Um, but yeah. Um, okay, next up is Arsenal-Watford. That's one for me. Um I think um, I watched, well, I listened to some of the Arsenal-Everton game today um, and I had some family at the game who were kind of updating me afterwards. Basically, um, you know, from what I heard, it was quite remarkable that Arsenal didn't concede against Everton. And having seen Everton last week play, I, you know, that's pretty damning. I know Richarlison was back for them and they got, got rid of Tosin up front, who wasn't really a, a cutting edge, but I, Watford will be relishing this. Troy Deeney has loved playing against Arsenal over the years, and he's very public about that. Um, I think he said, was it last season where he said, you know, I came on the pitch immediately. I, I went in hard on a defender and I thought, oh, they don't fancy this. And yeah, you know, I think we've lost Socrates to an injury. I'm not sure how serious it is um, but he's a big brute and he would be really helpful to have against Watford if we don't then um, I'm, I'm sure the goals are going to come and I, even if Socrates is there I do expect to concede in this game um, up front I think Lacazette and Aubameyang would just and Ramsey as well with his two assists and his bonus points I think they were so important against Everton I think they will get goals against Watford Um but I don't think this is going to be an easy game at all for Arsenal. So I think kind of similar to the West Ham Man United game, I think probably a draw um, would be about what I'd be expecting. Do you guys agree? I think it's a bit negative on Arsenal because Arsenal at home often quite good at beating the lower teams. Um, I think the lower team this season. Well, they've certainly started very well, but I mean that. They'd be doing well if they get Europe. So I'd, I'd say they're sort of mid-table to lower team still, um, even if they're the best of the best of that bunch. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I think um, I think they'll definitely fancy this one, and they're they're playing great football. So yeah, Ben, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, I think maybe a draw is a good shout. Although I didn't watch Watford against Fulham. Um, 
I think that one was quite close, and maybe Watford are now starting to come down to earth a little bit. Um, so, I, I mean, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if, if Arsenal won this game either. So, yeah, either Arsenal win or a draw. Although, yeah. I know I know Dini, Dini loves playing Arsenal, thinks they're soft. Yeah, well, he knows. Okay, <laughs> Matt, Everton-Fulham. Um, so... Fulham got a draw last uh, yesterday um, against Watford. Seemed like a close-ish sort of match, uh, which sort of I think I, I said last week that they've got new signings. They're quite good going forward, but maybe just a little bit weak at the back. And I can see that being a sort of a similar one of this game, where also a little bit weak at the back, but quite good going forward. And so I think both of them will probably hit goals against each other, and it could be. It could be a goal-scoring affair, um, but I, I, I reckon it'd be quite close. So I, I couldn't necessarily pick a winner between these two. I'd probably go for a draw, but maybe maybe a goal-scoring draw. Yeah, I think Richarlison coming back and the form he was in before he went away and getting his two goals with Brazil on international duty. Apparently, he looked really good against Arsenal, um, especially in the first half. So, yeah, back at Goodison, I I would back Everton and him in particular to be getting some goals. Yeah, and they they get rid of that donkey Tosin as well. Yeah, no more Tosin. <laughs> I could could have sworn you were a big fan of Tosin, Matt. Uh, I was trying to. I was watching a bit of the game today, thinking, do you know what? Because he, he came on as a substitute. I spotted that Everton don't have anyone who really crosses or crosses very well. Um, I reckon he, he's suffering because he's not. There's no supply. It's just there's nothing he can do. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Calvert-Lewin, though, starting 5.4. You know, that's something to watch. I I just think they need to play Richarlison up front. You know, he's got strength. um, He's got speed, finishing, skill. And they've got enough wingers to cover those wing positions. I think he's a a sort of... That inverted winger position is probably where he'll get more goals than up front because he gets to run onto the ball and burst into the area quite yeah. late. Yeah. Kind of hazard, hazard treatment. I think yeah. Brazil played him as a number nine, actually. So, really? Yeah. Although got... Brazil's supply is marginally better than Everton's with, you know, <laughs> Coutinho, <laughs> Neymar, William. <laughs> marginally. Um, yeah, I think I agree. I think Everton will... Um, We'll get the win in that in that game against Fulham. To be honest, I think Everton are, I think, slowly working things out and becoming slightly more well-oiled. Um, yeah. So we'll have to see. Ben Huddersfield versus Spurs. What do you reckon? So I think Huddersfield are one of the worst teams in the league and are going to get relegated. Um, so I think Spurs will win this one. I think comfortably two nil. Um, I was I watched watched Spurs uh, yesterday, and there are kind of signs that Harry Kane is getting a little bit better. I noticed towards the end he he had a lot of shots he could have easily braced, and Matt Ryan made some really good saves. So um, I think that's something to monitor because Spurs have Huddersfield, and then I think they have Cardiff, who are even worse than Huddersfield. So it wouldn't surprise me if. Harry Kane start scoring again after these two easy fixtures. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see Huddersfield getting anything from this. I think Spurs will win. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that um, away trip to Brighton was kind of the perfect build-up to an away trip to Huddersfield. You know, it's slightly tougher at Brighton. They're a bit better at home and Spurs were definitely tested, but they came through it. So, yeah, I agree that they're going to, they're probably going to walk this one. Um, yeah. What do you reckon, Matt? Do you, is that a pretty open close case? I think so. I seem to remember last season that Kane scored an amazing hat-trick away at Huddersfield and the Huddersfield fans were clapping him as sort of England's finest. So I, I can see him repeating that trick this season. Yeah, but that's not something that you're, you're going to move on until it happens. You're going to wait to see the form come back. Uh, you have to play around with your team quite a lot to get Kane in right now and sacrifice another big hitter. So you want to be seeing goals before you... Yeah, OK. Um, Man City, Brighton. This is one for me. This is a pretty easy one, I think. Um, Man City have just beaten Cardiff 5-0. This is Brighton at home. This is a, you know, Aguero captaincy time possibly three, four, five goals, um, that kind of thing. I think, like you said, Matt, you've got to get those Man City players in wherever they are on your team because they're going to get clean sheets and they're going to get a lot of goals. And I think this is a game where they're going to get a lot of goals. Um, it's slightly worrying how Mares now has got a couple of goals. He's got some form. Bernardo Silva, you know, came came out of the game with 14 points. So David Silva was dropped you know, everyone was thinking he was a sure starter. Just who who the hell do you pick? Um, I think Aguero, for sure. I think Edison. <laughs> and then apart from that, it's anyone's guess. Like, uh, I know that Laporte has started a lot of games, but, um, but Otamendi's now back and playing. I just don't, I don't trust Pep, um, apart from Aguero and Edison. So, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, do you guys have any more comments on the Man City-Brighton game? Yeah, the only, the only other thing I would say is um, if we m- monitor the League Cup fixtures midweek, you may be able to guess what... I mean, you can never guess what Pep's going to do, but you may be able to guess um, who he might play against Brighton. Yeah, that's definitely a fair shout. Yeah. I completely agree with Yeah. The only other one to say I'd add is that uh, someone like Gundogan is actually quite cheap as well as being really good. So, obviously, they're all rotation risks, so... If you're going to pick one, then maybe someone like him's quite a good one to go for because it's not a disaster if he doesn't play. Yeah, I think, yeah. A lot of people had him in the team at the start of the season and then got rid, but yeah, he definitely played well in the last game. Um, Newcastle-Leicester, Matt. What do you reckon about this one? Give me another classic here. Uh... Yeah, you can pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think it will be a draw. And I think it'll be on last on match of the day. <laughs> Even with Vardy back and Madison firing. Yep, yeah, they'll combine for one goal. And Newcastle will conspire to get a goal from Kennedy. And uh, that'll be it. I, I can't see Newcastle <laughs> scoring at the moment. I really can't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I always just think Rafa Benitez is a really good manager. He's too good for Newcastle. Um, but he seems to give them enough shape that they will they get points and they create just enough chance and score just enough goals to get by. Yeah, Ben, you've got the decider on this one. What do you reckon? Um, it's interesting because it's a really defensive team against a really attacking team. And Leicester, 
can't really defend either. Like, I don't think they've kept a clean sheet for several games. Um, so, yeah, I think 1-1 is not a bad shout. Although I'm, I'm hoping Leicester manage to score. Score more than one would be nice for my team. But, yeah, 1-1 sounds reasonable to me. Okay. It's decided. It's a draw. Um, ben, Wolves-Southampton. Ooh. Sure. I think Wolves will win this 1-0. Um, many are they? They're keeping things tight. Yeah, they keep things tight. Uh, very solid team. But they're at home, and I think I think they're just better than Southampton, marginally. Um, and I'm, I have a lot of Wolves defenders and a goalkeeper, so I'm backing them to win 1-0. How much, so you've got three Wolves players? No, I, I have two. I have, I have the super cheap guy. Uh, Bennett and Patricio who is crazy he's way too good to be playing for Wolves I don't know what's happening but well, same as Neves and Moutinho <laughs> yeah he made an amazing save from uh, Fred Fred's free kick I was like oh my god um, I could see maybe this being a draw but I think I just back Wolves to win and keep a clean sheet would be nice yeah, I think they're going to be strong at home this season. That's the games they're going to target the goals if they're going to get any. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think clean sheet and goals for Wolves. Although Danny Ings is back, so you never know. Danny Ings can always sneak a goal. Yeah, and he's on pens as well. So, yeah, yeah it's a good shout. 5.5, if he even still is 5.5. Um, next up is Chelsea-Liverpool. This is one for me. This is a really tough one to call. Um, I think it could be a really nice game to watch. Uh, I think Liverpool's defence has looked really good this season, so whether they can blunt Chelsea is probably a question of whether they can blunt Eden Hazard. And with the fact that Alexander-Arnold likes to fly down that wing, um, I can see Hazard getting quite a lot of joy on the left flank. Um, And... I can see Liverpool scoring as well. So I think this could be a, a great game to watch. You know, 2-2, two, two, something like that. Salah's back at his old club. He's got his goal. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I think I think this... It's just a tricky one for me, whether whether you drop your Liverpool and your Chelsea defenders for this. I know it would be crazy to put Alonso on the bench at, at his price, but someone like Alexander-Arnold, 5 million... Um, would you play him in this fixture? Would you hope he got attacking returns, even if they conceded? Or would you hope that maybe Liverpool keep things tight? Or do you, do you go with someone, you know, <clears throat> we've got Wolves with a really good fixture and a lot of people have cheap, cheap Wolves defenders. Would you go with someone from Wolves instead? I think it depends a lot on who you've got instead on your bench because often you might have a very, very cheap player on the bench and you think, oh, well, if I play my... Huddersfield defender, then you'd think, well, they'll probably never get a clean sheet. But, but a lot of people have got Wambasaka, a lot of people have got Wolves defenders. So there's definitely the option this week of playing them instead of um, Liverpool. Yeah. If that's the sort of person you've got coming off the bench, then they've got definitely tastier fixtures um, and therefore a, a good chance of a clean sheet. And so that they would be good options. Um, it's. It's sometimes I think that you sort of the, the, the difficult fixture for like a Liverpool Chelsea, you can ignore the fact that the players are still really good and might get an assist or a goal, 
even people like Alexander Arnold and Alonso as, as defenders, they they do go forward quite a lot still. Yeah, so you'd stick with them and hope that um, that they get their attacking returns, basically. If yeah, if it's if it's players like those two, then yeah. If you've got like maybe a centre back, then I think you probably legitimately uh, right to be cautious. Yeah, I'm okay. a, I'm a big fan of playing my premium players even against other big teams because like Matt said there's always a chance of an assist and I mean they're premium because they always have that goal scoring or assisting threat so yeah um, and then Especially you look when... really stupid if you have like Alonso in your bench <laughs> and he has like <laughs> gets a goal and an assist yeah, yeah that's... I think the, the big thing as well is you know corners and free kicks like Alexander Arnold is took the corner this week and got the assist off it Alonso's on free kicks so yeah I think that's yeah. a good shout play your premiums okay um, Cardiff Burnley Matt Burnley back on fire or or not what do you reckon yeah well thank you for giving me this one again so it's another <laughs> cracker <laughs> um, so yes I think Burnley on fire again uh, that, that result beating Bournemouth was, no one was really expecting that given both clubs forms Um but I think that the lack of European football means that uh, Sean Dyche has a whole week to prepare his team for the for the game at the weekend. I mean, obviously there's League Cup this time, but I think that just the, the less fixtures and less congested schedule suits maybe Burnley's style uh, to keep their shape right. Um, Cardiff, I, they just don't, I don't think they're good enough to be in the Premier League, really. They, they sort of scraped their way in there and aren't playing that level of football. So I'd, I'd I think a Burnley wins the most likely here. Ben, what do you reckon? Yeah, I I kind of agree. I think either Burnley win or Cardiff just completely try and shut up shop and it it's like nil nil or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, a Burnley win or a nil nil, I'd back that for sure. Okay. Um, ben, last one up is Bournemouth Crystal Palace. This is quite an exciting one. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'm hoping this will have goals in it. Um, I think Zaha had like a bat train, but played anyway. So I think that's the reason he he looked kind of off. So it'll be interesting interesting to see if he's back to full fitness. Um, and then Bournemouth, I don't, I didn't watch the game, so I don't really know what happened to them because a four nil loss at Burnley is really surprising given their form. Um, so it's kind of tough to call. I'm hoping for like a maybe a high-scoring draw, um, maybe something like a a two-two would be good. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's what it could go either way though. So I think I'll probably sit on the fence and say two-two. I I just I really fancy Palace's defence at the moment. You know, two clean sheets in a row, Tompkins and. And Sarko are back together and they're looking really strong. Bournemouth just coming off a 4-0 drubbing. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't see it being a high-scoring game. I see that Palace are keeping things tight at the moment. So Yeah, my yeah. prediction is out of hope. <laughs> Since I have <laughs> Alan Wilson and Ryan Fraser. <laughs> so do I. So do I. I just, I don't know. I think... <clears throat> I think Jay Eggerstorf, when he was previewing um, Game Week 6 on YouTube, um, was saying that um, 
he thought that this fixture for Bournemouth Burnley away would actually be a bit of a banana skin because, you know, the weather was nasty. It was classic kind of windy, rainy turf war. And actually Bournemouth might find that they, they don't fancy it as much as, as Burnley. And I don't know. I, I just, I, I see, I see this being quite a tight game possibly, but we'll have to see. Um, okay. Whipping boys and gut punts. Um, I think this is a pretty open shut right the whipping boys this week, surely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No 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 chance that Huddersfield are gonna sneak there against Spurs. They're, they're next in line. That, yeah, next in line, yeah. Runner up. Okay. Gut punts, I'm gonna go first this week. Um I had a few players on my radar watching some of the games. Um uh, yeah, I, I mean, I might still, sorry if I steal someone else's, but um, initially I was looking at Spurs midfielders because I think they've got a lot of really good options who've now come back to fitness. Um, obviously, they've had Mora, who's had a great start to the season. Son's come back. Lamella has come off the bench and has scored it in every game he's played in, even in the Champions League, scored points at least, assists and goals. So they've got so many options. I thought Son looked fantastic this week against Brighton. He was shooting all the time and being really selfish, which is great for FPL. Lamella, um, again, looking very, very good off the bench. But I think the problem is slightly that they have so many options. You know, Ali's not going to be out. I don't think he should be back. So you've got Son, Lamella, Ericsson, Mora. Um, So I I just, I couldn't say who's going to start and, how many minutes they're going to get. So instead of those guys, I think I'm going to go for Richarlison this week just because he's had a nice break. He looked good against Arsenal and he's got Fulham at home. So he's my gut punt. <laughs> I stole one of your players. I, I loved your, your gut punt was you, you did two minutes on Spurs assets. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, it's it's just you've got to do your gut, Matt. You've got to... <laughs> <laughs> researched it completely. What about you? Um, so I'm going to go quite gutty um, because it's not going to be a, a fantasy asset that people have talked about much, but just a really good player. Um, Paul Pogba for for United is he scored scored goals in the Champions League midweek. He got an assist at the weekend. I think he's a He's silently on course for a very good season at the moment. Um, he's, he's quite pricey, uh, but I can see him starting to put a bit, bit of a run on and start to get on people's radar of a, a viable fantasy fantasy asset. Where's he playing this season? Is he playing further forward? Uh, so he's he's a bit more of a part of a three-man midfield some some weeks. Um, so that gives him a bit more freedom because there's always a man backing him up so he can, he can go forward. But they're they're showing signs of starting to build the team around him, which is what, what he needs to perform. And he's on pens. Yeah. And he's on pens and Man United at home, they get the penalties. <laughs> <laughs> ben, who's your this week? Um, I'm also going to go gut punty because remember last pod you gave a ton of statistics about Giroud and then he did nothing. <laughs> I can the title of the section. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to go for Burnley player because, you know, 4-0 win and now Cardiff up next. And I think I'll go Goodmanton. So 5.9, um, plays 90 minutes. He got two assists against Bournemouth. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I fancy him to keep it going against Cardiff. Um, I think he's on a lot of their set pieces and stuff. So I shall go Goodmanson from Burnley. I think that's a good shout. I like the the Burnley options this week, and I think he's the most settled. You know, I like Barnes, but he he only got twenty minutes, so you can't really back that. But Goodmanson's a great shout. Yeah, my my other choice is going to be someone like Tarkowski or something like that because he's he's got some goals already, and Burnley defence might might get a clean sheet too. I just I I think um in terms of him getting goals against Cardiff, Cardiff have got the players to deal with that kind of threat from corners. They've got you know big tough centre-halves to hopefully defend set pieces. But yeah, clean sheets, definitely a good shot against Cardiff. Okay. Um, speaking of clean sheets, Matt, I'm going to come to you first. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll go for Man City, please. Yeah, that's a, that's a home banker. Ben, what about you? I will take Spurs. Okay. Next up, I'm going to go for Wolves against Southampton. Oh, nice. Mm. Back to you, Matt. Um, I'm going to go for Burnley against Cardiff. Okay. Ben? Oof. I think I'll go Man United. Do you know what? We've exactly followed the... (laughs) I'm now now in uncharted waters. Um, Let's have a look. Uh, Arsenal-Watford, no, I don't see any there. Everton Fulham, I don't think I see any there. Yeah, I think that might be it. I mean, you guys have called Newcastle Leicester as clean sheets, so are you guys going for that? I, I can't see any more clean sheets. Maybe Cardiff would keep a clean sheet as well and a nil-nil. Yeah. Yeah, but not Newcastle or Leicester? Could be, could be. It's not a clean, uh, not, not a very clear clean sheet. I'm going to go for Leicester because I backed them before, so I'll stick with them. I think that's pretty much it. Um, Captains and transfers. I'm going to come to Ben first. So I'm really liking having bagged that transfer and just rolling one each week because it it allows me to do two frees if something goes really wrong. I've I've never really done this before, so it feels pretty good. Um, (laughs) I'm tempted to do like one rollover transfer. It it will depend on Mendy and his injury news. If he's out for like, Ackle is only out for one more week. I think I won't sub him out. If he is out, I'm thinking about downgrading him to either like Luke Shaw or a cheap defender. Um, and my reasoning is I'm looking long-term to upgrade Callum Wilson to someone good. So potentially Jamie Vardy, who, is, who has a really good run with Leicester. Um, Lacazette, too, is pretty interesting. Um, so I, I kind of just want money in the bank. The other thing I'm thinking is I need money in the bank if Kane starts doing really well and then I can upgrade Aguero to Kane 
So, yeah, I, I will either do nothing if Mendy's not out for long, or if he is out for long, I will probably downgrade Mendy to someone cheap. So you've got, you've got two free transfers at the moment? Yeah. Well, so you might, if Mendy's all right, you might do nothing and just lose a transfer. Yeah, I know. I may, it's like, I don't really know what else to do, though, because <laughs> my team is quite good. Um, I haven't really been in this position before, so um, I could if I could do a rollover transfer, but I don't really know where I would do it. Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, well, a nice position to be in. Um, Matt, how about you? you've got a little little bit of ground to catch up? So what are you thinking? Um, so I, I don't have a particular transfer mind other than just watching how Mendy does, and I think what Ben was saying. I'm, probably be in quite a similar space although I do have money in the bank so I could always go for someone like a, a Tottenham asset like Trippier um, if I'm sure he's going to play he, he burnt me quite a lot last season with Spurs' rotation um, so I'm also in sort of similar bank that I might either build up a transfer if I can get away with it or um, replace Mendy and, and just do a bit of um, jigging around and keep keeping the money in the bank Okay, so if you do replace him, it's probably going to be Trippier. Uh, Trippier, if I if I think he's going to play, and if he's not, then I might try and find a Man City asset that I feel the most confident about playing. Kyle Walker, maybe, or or something like that. And then just Mendy back in when he's fit again. Yeah, I mean, if, if the signs are that Mendy's just out for one more week, then um, I'll probably just stick with him on the bench for another week and. Uh, I either won't do a transfer at all I, I would look at someone on the fringes like Neves and just play around of a transfer Okay, nice one I'm, I'm in a similar situation to Ben which is a nice situation to be in so I've been doing the same thing I've been keeping I've had uh, two transfers to play but I've only made one transfer each week so they've been rolling over and I've been thinking you know, I can hold them until I need them at the moment uh obviously same problem with Mendy. My solution that I've got written down is if Mendy is out, then bring in Doherty from Wolves um, because I like his fixture against Southampton. Um, I can hear Matt <laughs> bristling. <laughs> um, I, like, I like the idea of having a Wolves asset who's going to score me points. It's great having Bennett for is 4.0 price, but you know, Wolves have got some nice fixtures for the over the next four. It'd be nice to have someone who's basically playing in midfield and creating chances, getting shots instead of Bennett, who's only ever going to get you six points. Really. He's, he's never really threatened bonus or or the goal. So, um, so that's what I'd be thinking. And and maybe I would hold that money, um, in reserve for a little bit and see where, where I went next because I, I don't have any. Stevens on my bench I could change to Danny Ward the striker for Cardiff but that seems a little bit of a waste of a transfer so Matt over uh, to you you sure you're not going to go someone like uh, I don't know Mitrovic I've got him as well you know uh, if you want well, to, no. if you want to fully man mark my team because you've just got a 20 point <laughs> lead on me I did say that Mitrovic was someone I was thinking about you know, with Saha and Wilson oh really oh well I said that <laughs> That's a good shout. Maybe I could bring them both in. Yeah. Eyes of success. Is that going to be a tempter for you next week? <laughs> he has looked at his cameo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, if I completely mark the team from now, I can just do that for the rest of the season. <laughs> um, 
Um, yeah, I just I think there's a slightly small pool of players in form at the moment, and I'm learning more and more that I just love the template and I love following it. <laughs> um, what about captains, Ben? Who's your captain going to be? Yeah, so my my bus team right now, I have Aguero as captain. Um, I would love it to see Jesus play the full 90 in the League Cup. That would make me feel so good because um, then I'd be pretty sure Aguero would be nailed on against Brighton. Um, and then I currently have Hazard as my vice just because Chelsea are at home and um, I'm hoping it's high scoring. I think Liverpool could be in a bit of trouble if Van Dijk is actually injured because he came off, came off on the 50th minute um, in their last game. And I think he's by far their best. Like, I mean, he's the bedrock of their defence. So if he's missing, um, then, you know, I, I think Chelsea could get some goals. But, I mean, obviously, Aguero captain is, is the safe one. So that's currently where it's at. Yeah, I, th- I think we're probably all going to be the same on that one. Is that right, Matt? Yeah, it's definitely Aguero at the moment. Yeah. The interesting thing will be, like, if Aguero actually does play in the League Cup, then I'll be like, shit. <laughs> Yeah, I can't see that. Hap- I can't see that happening though. It's tough to choose between Salah or Hazard, but yeah, I, I, Hazard is my vice at the moment. He loves playing at home, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Nice one. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Let's watch those um, League Cup games in the week and and watch the press conferences and training photos for pictures of Mendy and. And actually, the best thing with Mendy is just checking his Twitter feed, isn't it? Following on Twitter, because he's so vocal. Yeah, he's a bit... I feel like he'll maybe tell us. Yeah, I... yeah. <laughs> With some, yeah. Some sort of funny, <laughs> funny video emoji type thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so as Ben said before, if you haven't already, give us a follow on Twitter, um, at FPLFFanatics. Um, yeah, get in touch, let us know. Um, anything that you'd like us to change about the show, anything you'd like us to bring in, um, that would be awesome. Nice one, guys. Um, I enjoyed that and I'm looking forward to speaking to you next week. Cool. Cool, cheers. Okay. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.